Katie Books Productions presents Lenny Gray, an audio drama written, produced, and narrated by Earl Sewell. Previously on Lenny Gray. I got to have you, Lenny. I ain't gonna let no other man get a hold of you. I aim to be the only man in your life for the rest of your days. I mean that. So either you marry me tonight, or you don't marry in your lifetime. I'll make sure of it. stand by and allow him to do it. Both of them had caverns of blackness so deep in their souls that even the light of God couldn't reach the bottom of them. He'd hit her before trying to break up with her. He punched her so hard that she had a headache for two days. She couldn't go to the sheriff. He was another member of the white side of Curly's family. Besides, Sheriff Quinney cared as much about a colored man beating his woman as he did about shooting, hanging, or placing a colored person in jail. It just didn't matter to him, one way or the other. Lenny Gray wanted to move, but felt as if something had forced her body to become paralyzed. Curly took a slightly gentler approach. He pulled her close to him, attempting to ease her fear. He pressed her cheek against his chest and combed his fingers through her hair. Lenny Gray felt tears stinging the back of her eyes when she inhaled the strong scent of moonshine that was seeping through his skin. You belong to me. I wanted you the moment you started to blossom. I said to myself, Curly, that Lenny Gray is going to be your wife. You got them pretty gray eyes, long black hair. You the prize of sweet water. Well, my prize anyway. That's why I kept coming around your daddy. I wasn't coming around so much for him as I was doing it to try to get close to you. I wanted you to like me. Don't you remember how I was always bringing you stuff you needed? If you needed new shoes that your daddy couldn't afford to get right away, I helped him out. In fact, I'm the one who got you them shoes you got on your goddamn feet now. Most folks around this town ain't never gonna know what it feel like to have shoes on their feet. Is the preacher still in the wagon, boy? Lenny Gray looked into Ida's face, which had an impatient expression. Yeah, he's still there, Curly answered. I'm gonna go get him so y'all can be married and we can get back before the rain starts, said Ida, 
as she stepped off the train tracks and walked towards the road. Curly stepped back and placed Lenny Gray's face between the palms of his calloused hands. He looked so deeply into her eyes that she felt her soul wince. I know you love me. You may not say it or know how to show your feelings for me, but I know and understand that you do. I'm the best man you could ever hope for, and the sooner you let that settle into your head, the better. Don't make no sense for you try to run away from a good man like me. Ah, Don't talk. Just let me hold your shivering body close. You carry my family inside of you. There ain't no way in the world I'm allow a pretty girl like you to run away from me to be mistreated by some fool. I'm going to take care of you. You won't have to worry about nothing except taking care of the shanty I'm going to build and the babies we're going to put on this earth. Lenny, we're going to make a lot of pretty babies together. Lenny Gray felt as if she had just fallen out of the trouble tree and hit every branch on the way down. She was standing on unsteady legs. She didn't want to be married, and she didn't want a life in a leaky shanty filled with babies. That much she knew. That way of life was all too common in this town. In an act of desperation, she pushed Curly away from her and began running again. Lenny, come back here! The wind caught Curly's words before they reached her ears. Crying, she ran as fast as she could and tried to keep herself from stumbling over the railroad ties. Curly caught up to her quickly, grabbed her arm, and then clamped his large angry hands around her wrist like the jaws of an alligator. Let me go, Curly. Just let me run away. Lenny Gray twisted and turned, struggling to free herself from his grip. Where to, Lenny? You keep going down these tracks, all you gonna find is trouble and mistreatment. Curly said as he pulled her back effortlessly in the other direction. What are y'all doing way down there? Ida asked, returning with the preacher. I'm trying to talk some sense into her. She got the devil in her head telling she'd be better off without me, said Curly, tightening his clutch. Lenny Gray didn't know what to call the feeling she had in her gut. She only knew that it existed, and it made her stomach curdle like rotting trash. In that moment, she felt as if she needed to move her bowels. Then, she had a flashback in her mind. She relived how she and Curly had shared pleasures with one another. It was her first time, and she did not want to do anything, at least not that day. Curly kept working on her, touching her, whispering to her. At the time, his words seemed sweet and genuine. He convinced her to give in. She had no idea of what to do, but thought that since he was older, he was much wiser. She foolishly surrendered all that she was to him, hoping that the leap she took would not end in disaster. Lightning flashed across the sky again, and the roar and rumble of thunder was much closer. Lenny Gray's eyes glistened with tears as she looked up at the sky and wondered if it was okay with God to get married on a railroad track 
instead of in a church. Let's get this over with, said Ida, as they approached the preacher who had a Bible clutched to his chest. Lenny Gray had never seen the preacher. His back was bowed from field work, and by her estimation, he was in his late sixties. Before we start, I need a little drink. The preacher looked at Curly and waited. Curly removed a flask from the rear pocket of his overalls and handed it to the preacher. He set the Bible on the ground, unscrewed the cap, and took several long swigs, and then growled. Yeah, ooh, that's some good moonshine, he said through the fire in his throat before screwing the cap back on the flask. Bust in the wall, Curly proudly said. We are gathered here today in God's name. The preacher picked up the Bible and coughed deeply for several moments. Love. Lenny Gray heard the word whispered from a deep valley in her mind. She brought her attention to it and examined it for meaning. Then it struck her. Love is supposed to happen when you marry someone. She didn't know what the scent of love was like, nor did she know what love felt like or looked like. She thought that in a moment like this, it would suddenly appear and would perform its love miracle and provide her with the magic of understanding. She waited, but nothing happened. Looking skyward once again, Lenny Gray searched for some sort of signal that would tell her what she should do and think. As her eyes searched the limitlessness of the sky, all she saw was darkness, followed by the wetness of raindrops exploding on her forehead. This is Earl Sewell, writer, creator, and narrator of the audio drama Lenny Gray. Say, if you like what you're hearing, please take a moment and write us a review. Your reviews help others to find us. Also, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and finally click that subscribe button. Your reviews and subscriptions help others to find the show. Speaking of having others find the show, if you know someone who would enjoy Lenny Gray, the audio drama, please recommend it. And finally, please feel free to post a link to the show on all of your social media websites.